Tex, this is a spoiler-inclusive podcast. Sam, it absolutely is. Today we've got spoilers for Fourth Wing, uh, chapters 15 through 20. So if you have not done the assignment. You haven't read it. Maybe read it and then come back and listen. Or if you just don't care. Yeah, that's also relevant. Just don't if you don't care, you know you're never gonna read it. You just wanna you like us. Right. Just listen. That's gonna be the minority if I had to guess. Probably. I feel like people come here and they're like, I like the book. These guys are annoying. No, I think people are listening to this because uh they like hearing our voices. Mm. We're like their buddies. Yeah. We're like well, we're the voice of a generation. We're just a couple of guys reading. Just a couple of guys reading. Let's do it. Let's do it. Violet Sorengale has two dragons? Preposterous! It's never happened before, according to the quotes from Navarran lore that conveniently appear before every chapter. But she has the mighty black dragon, Tern, and little Andana. But Violet's problems are far from over. Surprise. They're worse! <laughs> Sorry, <dude. laughs> the unbounded students have been known to kill riders in order to free up their dragon for bonding. Oh! And did I mention Tan is the mated pair of Scale? Who is Scale? Why? She is Aiden Ryerson's dragon! Oh no. And now his fate is tied to hers. How utterly convenient. Welcome to a couple of guys reading. I don't know who that was. Some guy just came in here. Did a whole recap. And Zayden Zayden Ryerson! Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's man, definitely where she got the inspiration. A lot. Um, anyways, inspiration. we are. <laughs> this is a couple guys reading, and the name's in the title. We're just a couple guys reading. Yeah. And right now, we're a couple guys reading the fourth wing. We are chapter sixteen through twenty. Things are starting to get real. Things are things are getting real. at Basquiat War College. They absolutely are. Uh, let me turn my notebook to my notes. Go for it. Because I, I write my notes down. Um, I store them all in my head. When literature just grabs me, um, I just have to make notes in ink to get my thoughts out. Absolutely. So we met uh, We met Taryn in this. We did. Right? We, we, got, we finally got to the snarky dragons. We got to the dragons, and we got to them speaking. Yeah. Taryn's well, thinking. <sighs> Right. Are they? What is? Yeah, is it? I think at one point they spoke out loud. It's but most of it's telepathy. in head. It's so they're not, telepathy. They're not like smoke. I think they can. You think they can actually speak? This I is a question that's unanswered at this point. I thought at one point they, or maybe that was because, um, at in chapter twenty, Zayden also could hear. Tarin, well, and I was I, like, did he speak out loud? Well, I think that's because they're. Well, I mean, they're bonded pair. They're a bonded pair. Yeah. Which I which, hate that. I think it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot the to cover. The bonded pair thing. <laughs> Listen, spoiler alert for this episode. I have a lot of problems. Oh, we with, gave the spoiler. Oh, you're giving spoiler I'm alert. I'm saying spoiler alert for, for my the book. Yeah. For my thoughts on this, uh, I had a lot of problems with these, these chapters and, and a lot of good things, but a lot of problems. Well, let's start with the good. Okay. The good. Uh, I, I like the dragons. Yes. Um, 
Yes. I, I so I like the it's about daggum time. Like yeah, the dragons are so good that I'm to the point where I'm like, why didn't we get them earlier? I got tired of all. Like I don't mind Violet. I mean, she's a little. She's annoying where the where she's supposed to be annoying. Like she's like she's a twenty year old. She's supposed to be annoying. Yeah, but. I'm not saying all 20 year olds are annoying, but I am saying all 20 year olds are annoying sometimes. Yes. Um, we kept getting new characters and all this different stuff. I was like, just, just get us to the we dragons. Because yeah. this, is, this is the best part of the book so far. Yeah. It, uh, yeah and is. I'm like, why didn't we get this before chapter 16? And the whole back and forth while they're flying through the air for the first time. It was great. And she keeps, she falls off and he's like, don't embarrass me. I was like, wow, that's cool. I, I like that. I will say that. I like they don't embarrass me, but I was a little confused of like, this place is all about like one, if a person falls, the dragon just lets them and they yeah. die. It's like, Oh, you're too weak to be a dragon <laughs> rider. And that's, yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of why it, it was actually some like uh warmth from a character in this book. Yeah. From, t- from the some dragon friendship. From the friendship and like the big black dragon. He, uh, he, uh, showed some compassion for Violet not letting her fall to her death and used magic, unclear magic on how to do this, but kept her on uh, his back via magic. And um, I liked that. I I liked some warmth. I liked there to be warmth in this world. There's not much. It's Uh, only so far. Only the dragons have shown any warmth in your head. When you see basket, like for me in my head, there's always snow. And I wonder if that's because of how like depressing this world is. Like yeah. It's always just cold. Everybody's wearing jackets all the time. I know they're on top of a mountain, right? I don't really know. I'd... It just seems like it's always cold. Everybody's wearing jackets. Yeah. When, whenever she said, like, the trees were green and warm in summer, I was like, oh, wait. Because, like, when I saw the parapet, it was covered in ice. Yeah. Freezing cold always. I, I picture I, so I picture it as being, like, in the Scottish Highlands. All right. All right. So right. it's in the... Basket, we're college. That was good. Look at that dragon over there. <laughs> Oh man, what if they were all Scott? Violet Sarengale. What are you doing over there? How do you get on the know, back of the dragon? You can't make two dragons at the same time. We're going to have like a really big following in Scotland. And they're going to be like, y'all's accent sucks. I literally hate you all. And I deleted this podcast. <laughs> and now I'm never going to read the fourth wing because of you. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, they would say, I'm never going to let that. <laughs> That crap. I lost it. I'm not going to read that crap. What a book is so terrible. (laughs) Um, You ruined my Glenn McCallan. (laughs) Scottish Highlands. Scottish Highlands is what I picture. And okay, all I really know is that there's a river that goes underneath the parapet. That's all I know. Yes. And because wasn't it covered in, no, it was rainy. I don't know. It was rainy. rainy. So I do picture it being like rainy. You know, like in, um, uh, James Bond. Uh, yeah, you talking about Skyfall? Skyfall, yeah. When he goes mm. up to that, like, you know, that uh, manor. It's Glencoe. Scotland, It's yeah. the part of Scotland they're in, yeah. Yeah, and it's just kind of wet. and You just see it being mm-hmm. soggy, kind of. There's, like, lichens growing, yeah. no trees. Feels cold. That's what I think. That's picture. good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw, like, uh, you know in Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah. Where uh, Gandalf's like, we must go to the path of Caradras. <laughs> yeah. I see, like, up there. You see Karadras. Karadras. Yeah. It's Saruman. You know, something yeah. like that. We'll have to go to the mines. Yeah. <laughs> and they call it a mine. <laughs> a mine. <laughs> Aside that, that is my, so good. My friends and I love to uh, do Gimli ex- exclamations. 
Really? I have the eyes of a hawk. And the, wait, and I have the eyes of a fox. No, wait, it's eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox. <laughs> we could have shot the dwarf in the dark. We're back to Scottish. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a one, a two, a three. I was thinking I was with friends one time. Just out of nowhere, one of my friends was, you're going to have to toss me. <laughs> I cannot make the jump. You'll have to toss me. <laughs> Yeah, we do that too. <laughs> so anyways, uh, where were we? What were we talking about? The mines of no, Moria. the path of Karadras. Yes. Build my bones. I just want to do my Gandalf because I'm proud of it. Um, what else was good? What else stuck out to you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the back and forth of dragons. Um, I, so, yeah. I think, I think a, a theme for us, dragons, good. Dragons every every good. time we've encountered dragons, yeah. I thought it's been really good. Yeah. Every time, like the more we get to know about them, I really enjoy. I love the different varieties. The tails kind of throws me a little bit, but I like it. Yeah. Because I'm trying to have, I'm having to imagine like what that tail would look like. So what? Okay. Here's a discussion. When you're imagining the dragons, what kind of, like, what are you seeing in your head? What do you, when I imagine dragons, <laughs> I feel it in my bones. Welcome to the new age, <laughs> to the new age. Uh, I feel it. Okay. That's a copyright infringement. Um. Yeah, please don't say Imagine Dragons. I'm actually haven't. This is. I will overthink what I see in my head because I kind of see things in my head. Yeah. But like sometimes I'll sit there before and I'll cast the book. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, like, I'll try to be like, okay, this person is this person. But whoever I thought of first sticks. Yeah. Even if it doesn't fit at all, it's just like the first thing I saw. Um, and I feel like Even I. If you've cast Violet as like Scarlett Johansson, you'll keep seeing. I actually, from the beginning, I cast uh, Violet as uh, Morphid Clark, the Gladriel from the Rings of Power. That just felt like it fit. She's angry. Yeah. And she kind of fits the vibe. Yeah. Um, and her hair in Rings of Power is like white Gladriel hair. It's kind of silvery. Yeah. Um, that could be totally wrong, but it's what's stuck in my head and I can't undo it now. Um, yeah. And then Zayden Ryerson is Ben Downs, Caspian from uh, mm. Narnia, but okay. the older version of him. Gotcha. Because I think there's going to be some things later that I don't want to see Prince Caspian doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. haven't, we still, and I've been waiting for these chapters with just, I'm like, is it going to happen now? Has my wife happened? found it. <laughs> and it's heinous. Like I'm gonna have to skip it. I was. I'm not ready. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> I, I have. Uh, I know we talk about the open door versus closed door. I've really, honestly, never read open door, uh, steamy scenes. Yeah, and I don't know if I want to. It, yeah, it's not. Like, enjoy- I won't be able to look these characters in the eyes. <laughs> after. It's not enjoyable. I almost feel like embarrassed for the writer. Uh, when I read that stuff, but she was a romance writer, right? So this is just like, yeah, it's, a walk I mean, down the street for her, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of these books that look very unassuming. Yeah. They like have cartoon covers and stuff yeah. and then you open it up and it's like, just my God. <laughs> so here's how I pictured the dragons. Um, here's how do you, ima- how do you imagine the dragons? How do I imagine the dragons? <sighs> For me, it's kind of hard because like they interact with them a lot. And how do these dragons all fit in the space? Like if I'm picturing a Game of Thrones type dragon, like, um, like Drogon, uh, uh, I know you haven't read, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, Song of Ice and Fire or watch the show. I've but seen like, clips though. Like, okay, it's pretty dragony. Dragons. Yeah, like Daenerys Targaryen's huge. dragons, massive. And in in the new show, House of the Dragon, which is a great show, um, there's even bigger dragons that oh. are just like massive. But they have to have huge, massive dragon pits that they live in, or they are just mm. in the wild. You can't contain them. And I think these dragons are in the wild. They have, like, the veil and all that stuff. Yeah, the as, mountains. Yeah, as far as the War College goes, like and that. when they're hanging around it, I don't know There's the not a, scale of the of the dragon scale. or scale or the, any of that stuff. There's not a dragon stable. No, yeah, which in Game of Thrones there is. Really? Yeah, pretty much, yes. It's a dragon pit. And like, oh, it's not like a building, though. It's just it, like a, it is a building. It's a massive, huge dome that the that they live in. With like wow, you can fit multiple dragons in. And, and this is interesting too. Like by the time this is, we're going off on a Game of Thrones thing, but by the time for the first book, Game of Thrones, there are no dragons anymore. Uh, they, oh. They're extinct. The like ruling family in Westeros, where it's all uh, based, is. They came to power because they had dragons um, that came from like across the sea and they brought dragons and they dominated everybody. Right. But then, you know, the years go by, the years go by and they like have these dragons in these dragon pits to where they're like getting smaller and smaller and like mm. getting more sickly and sickly because they don't like ever leave the dragon pit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. By the time the last dragon dies, it's like the size of a kitten. Oh. And then there's no more dragons. Yeah, I prefer Basquiat. Uh, and Empyrean, so get out of here with your Westeros stuff. Um, <laughs> let's talk. It's time. He's come up more on this podcast than Violet. Dane Atos. Dane Atos. Dane went down hard. This was, this was a very... This was uh, a crash and burn for Dane. Not, big, not literally, but, you know. I, honestly, he doesn't think it was, though. Right. He thinks that he was like, I finally did it. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, at the end. But he just confirmed the thing we knew all along. Dane sucks. And he's oh, just. Yeah. He's a piece of cardboard in character form. He's my least favorite character in the book. I don't even, I don't know if you can call him a character because he's just like one note the whole time. Oh, Violet, I don't want you to get hurt. You need to go to the scribes college. I was so embarrassed for him when, so when, when I, all the stuff happens and Violet ends up, they do the, so they do, they do the Empyrean where they like the dragons like confer among themselves and whether Violet can have two dragons. Which is the name of the series. It is the name of the series. The Empyrean. Yeah, so we know that's going to be a big thing. But they they talk about, they, and then Violet gets to keep her two dragons, and then Dane just smacks one on her, like, smack her butt. In front of everyone. He kisses her in front of everyone. And he's her squad leader. He's her squad leader, and, like, they're old friends, and he was like, I've been wanting to do this forever. And then they kiss, <laughs> and then in, immediately in her Did he head, say that? I think something along those lines. We've got to maybe pull find it, it but uh, he kisses her, and she feels nothing. She feels nothing. She's like, I thought I would feel something with him, but I didn't because uh, he's a huge loser. <laughs> so that's word for word, which it is. It's good to know that this is like. It's always good when a fantasy world has something from our world, and I believe there is an old song. It's it's in his kiss, and she knows in their kiss. That it's there's nothing. There. This is not the one for me. Yeah. Well, and he's and then he's like, um, but I can't. I shouldn't have. Or like, I kissed you, but I can't do anything about it because of the rules, and I'm dogged to the rules. And that's his whole thing, where it's like, like, like she bumps him for like he sticks to the rules. I'm like, people die literally every day for the dumbest reasons at this place. I would be following the rules too. Yeah. Where, where she's like, he won't break the rules for his love for me. I'm like, 
Yeah, because he's an adult. But then it's unclear. There's no uh, repercussion or anything else, minus like a couple of characters mentioning that they kissed, like Rhiannon and a couple of the people that are like, oh, I saw you kiss Dane or saw Dane kissed you. Like, yeah. What are the, what are the, are, what exactly are the rules of this place? I don't really know. Well, and that's, hold on. I got to find this. There's some more I want to talk about that, but I got to find this scene. Do you want me to read this? Yeah, go um, ahead. You got it. You have to know that I would do anything to save you, Violet, to keep you safe. He blurts, panic in his eyes. What Ryerson said, he shakes his head. Dane is such a loser. That is not written in there. I added that. That was editorial comment. context, yeah. I know, I say reassuringly, nodding even as something cracks in my heart. You always want me safe. He'd do anything. Except break the rules. You have to know how I feel about you. His thumb strokes over my cheek, his eyes searching for something. And then his mouth is on mine. His lips are soft, but the kiss is firm. And delight races up my spine. After years, Dane is finally kissing me. The thrill is gone in less than a heartbeat. There's no heat, no energy. Oh, no sharp slice of lust. No sharp slice of lust. Disappointment sours the moment, but not for Dane. He's all smiles as he pulls away. It was over in an instant. It was everything I ever wanted, except dot, dot, dot. Expletive. I don't want it anymore. Yeah, because he's a loser. In the most non-shocking thing to happen in the entire book... I yeah I I was even surprised that he made it this far without getting incinerated. Yeah, well, yeah, he's just he is. I hate he's I a hate loser. Him. He he's a total shill for this uh for this war college, and he is like, and it, clearly something's being set up where like um, Zayden's like kind of band of like uh, branded people are gonna end up being in the right, in my opinion. Dane is Percy Weasley. He is Percy Weasley. He's Percy Weasley. He's the Ministry of Magic. I like Percy better than him. Wow. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah, it is. Percy has redemptive moments. I like Dolores Umbridge better than him. Him, him. She's the greatest villain in all of literature. Anyways. She's up there. She's better than... She's very memorable. She's better than Voldemort. She's more evil than Voldemort. I hear that. She's absolutely the worst. She has complexity, whereas Voldemort is just like... We're referencing any anything but this book right now. <laughs> I think we've stayed within the realm of the outside of Lonesome Dove last week. I feel like we're keep referencing things. People are like, oh yeah, I like that too. Yeah. You know, especially uh I mean we've kind of set out that the two audiences of our book or of our, the two audiences of our podcast are uh, guys who uh, need a book club without, without telling people they're reading this book. And I feel like most of the guys be like, Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter. I'm in. And then girls who want to hear a couple guys reading this. Yeah. And I, I hope they've read Harry Potter and maybe not Game of Thrones that I don't know what the target audience of Game of Thrones is. People who like good books. There you go. Um, so this is like, a dark, scary, heavy world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's literally a scene where a dude just suddenly, without his own choice, manifests the power to read minds. Yeah. 
and he gets his neck cracked. Yeah. I mean, and no one's, no one bats an eye. No. Just like, he's like, ah, ah, like reading all these thoughts. He reads Dane's thoughts. Will Violet hate me forever? <laughs> Will Violet hate me forever? Oh, I kissed her, but the rules. <laughs> and that was his thoughts. And we hear those out loud. And then this dude gets his neck cracked. Like that's the world we're in. Yes. Right? But I also have big questions like about this guy. Um, He's an insentient. What, what was, I can't remember the name. Some sort of word like that, like an inception or something. But it just stinks. Like the, you, oh, you got this gift, dead. It's illegal to be that. They should have just plopped him into in, enemy territory, and yeah. he, then he'll just reveal all the secrets at the end. Take him to like the trading mission. But is is he like compelled to like say them out loud? I don't know. It's unclear. And then he, then the the new professor we just met, who we've kind of just met, just we have just met that professor. breaks his neck. Yes. This is okay. So we're, we're, we're like really going into the realm of kind of like questions we have and healthy, healthy. Um, what is, what are these powers? Like, and how do they manifest? Who gets what they say? I think she, she, well, it comes from, uh, it's, you don't know because it's your personality and the dragon's personality mixing to make a new cocktail power yeah but how like but they also all know what they all are despite the fact there's like 300 yeah they'll be like oh he's a metallurgist he does the metal stuff and uh, now violet can stop time yeah which apparently is pretty like a fab fabulously unique like she so so much so that she can't even talk about every single power we've heard about is rare and unique (laughs) i know they're like oh that's rare. He's a metallurgist. Only two of those have been around since the inception of of Navarre. Ooh, uh, Zayden can control shadows. Shadows. Oh, that's only happened rare. once in a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Th- I, that's that was one thing I had was like the lore just keeps inside because what got me strangely enough, it's so innocuous was, oh, he gets the patch for the Iron Squad, the most that survived. I'm like. We just keep adding these things that I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to know what that, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's like, yeah. there comes a point where I'm like, hey, let's stop adding lore and because they're just, we just keep adding things. If we're going to add lore, do it well. Uh, How would she, you do it well then? Let's, let's be fair. Yeah. And studious to Rebecca. We'll be fair and studious to her. Who seems like a nice lady. She's, she seems like a, a, a really nice lady. Um, You know, what what's it strikes me is she's coming up with all this as she writes it yeah. like in this that's fine but like it's i fine. don't i don't feel like i have a good grasp of what's going on in this world which i think what you're saying when i hear if i can interpret your comments is that you don't think she has a good grasp of it either agreed in the same way that tolkien was like yeah. i've invented this whole world yeah and like brandon sanderson is a good example. He lays out and you know, I feel like he's still building lore as he writes these books, right. but I feel like all of it's earned. Like he has laid the groundwork of here's the base. Here are the base things that right. these magic. Well, that's his big thing do. is magic system. Yeah. But so he'll, he'll like, maybe this is where his genius lies. It's like maybe the world building will grow, but the magic is set. He says magic has to have limits. Yeah. As a, from a storytelling standpoint, it's brilliant because it's like, I can't just as a writer bail myself out with magic. If yeah. I've set limits on this is what it can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And then he will actually write towards it of like, it seems like where he's like, 
I've said what it can't do, and now I'm going to like make a situation where the characters are totally screwed. Yeah, yeah, because, because the it, magic can't do this. Yeah, in his books, like uh, you know, I've read the first three Stormlight Archives books, and you know, with some of the powers that the main characters have, you're like, oh my gosh, they could be unstoppable, right? With like what they can do, but he totally, you know, because the magic is so grounded, and like here's the finite stuff it can do. Right, they can't do anything, and they get in all sorts of situations where they're in danger, and you really do feel that they're in danger. Um, but when you're just all of a sudden pulling out of nowhere, like, and then she stopped time because that's the power she has, and it's unclear right. what other powers she could have. Like, right. Uh, I that for me that doesn't feel. I don't feel any stakes. Like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. Which hopefully, like, down the line, I mean, we've got, she's going to write five of these. Yeah. Like, she's still got time. To, like, at first, I'm going to show you, like, these these superpowers are OP, God mode. Yeah. You can't stop them. But am I going to find situations where yeah. I can kryptonite them? Yeah. Uh, I don't love that. But I'm excited to see if there's creative ways yeah. that she makes it dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um. There's got to be stakes for your main character, and your main character. You got to be convinced they can die. Yes, and they need they need to be like. There's, you know, so let's. Here's an example: Ray in Star Wars, she's good at everything immediately. She never has anything right. she's bad at. She can just fly the Millennium. She Falcon. immediately is a much better Jedi than Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah, and she's not interesting. There's nothing interesting. I I think Daisy Ridley's an awesome actor, and I really liked Ray in the first movie. But I was like, how did she all of a sudden just get this lightsaber and right. kick Kylo Ray's ass just right off the Kylo kick? Ren? Oh, Kylo. You said Kylo Ray. Well, that was their that was their uh, relationship name. Really? Oh, I did. I but made that up. But he's Ben. I don't know. Bay is a relationship name. Bay. Ben Ray. Bay. Bay. But here's, okay, well, let's jump in on the Star Wars real quick. What they could have done, if you're going to have a character who's like good at everything, make them a bad person. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them redemptive qualities or we won't care, but sometimes it's interesting to see like, okay, if you're going to be good at everything physically, you've got a lot to learn morally, which I think they were trying to do with Ray, but they were so scared that people wouldn't like her if they gave her negative qualities. Right. And so they made it like, oh, she doesn't believe in herself. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, uh, so uh, that was a big, huge issue with the new three new Star Wars films. Yeah, there's no character arc with the main no, character. No character arc. I thought it was lazy storytelling and they totally fumbled everything. Yeah. Every, every bit of that, uh, they fumbled it. Totally fumbled First it. First one was good. And then they, yeah. you know, and like, I like Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker, but uh, I don't with, because The Last Jedi. Well, I love Knives Out and I love Looper as well. So I was like, oh, cool, Ryan Johnson. He's great. And I still think he's great. And they just said, do whatever you want to do. And then he was like, and then of course he's going to be like, well, I'm going to flip the script on Star Wars. Right. And then uh, subvert basically the entire bones of the entire thing, which is the hero's yeah, journey and the logical structure. This is the last thing I'll say about Star Wars. Then we can move on. But like, I what, love how many different references we're pulling into this. Good. What they should have done was uh, the main characters should have still been Han, Luke, and Leia. And then you bring in uh, Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley mm. and John Boyega as like their side characters. And then they can earn being the main character, like immediately giving Ray these amazing godlike right. Jedi powers. And clearly they had no roadmap on what to do, like. Right. How this three movie arc was going to go because of the, in the last movie, they're like somehow Palpatine has returned. Yeah, that was dumb and taken away Vader's sacrifice and everything else. But spoilers for Star Wars, but don't watch those movies. They suck. 
Watch the first three Star Wars. I think we're far enough away from them where people should have seen them. Watch the original trilogy and everything else is just not good. It's great. Uh, My thing is if this is is the military function. Yeah. So, like, if this world was real, right, Uh, and this is a, this is a, 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 Tolkien wouldn't say the suspension of disbelief. Tolkien would say that a good writer should create belief. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. It's not about getting them to disbelief and disconnect. It's about getting them to believe the thing is real. Yeah. And what gets me, what I've started to like notice bothers me is like, this is a harsh, harsh world. Um, there is not a, it's very, it's very medieval in the sense there's not a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. It's very survival focused, which one, if you're going to do medieval and survival, I think you need religion because that's what people they have hints of it. Well, still, they have hints of it, but it's not like a hope giving religion. It's like a, it's like, it's very, yeah, uh, like gods. It's very Norse Greek of like, we got to appease the gods. They're yeah. kind of there. But so if a world's going to be so harsh, I think there would be like a religion type thing where people find some kind of hope, but that's not my main point. My main point is like, okay, this is like the military of it. There's a constant war going on. Yes. This is a rigid, harsh world. The military would not be this loosey goosey. There would be like draconian order in the middle. Like it would be Spartan. Mm-hmm. No. And this one, it's like there's like teen dramas playing <laughs> out it's such in a the dormitories. And I'm like that 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 takes me out of it. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, th- there would one Dane wouldn't be able just to go a squad leader wouldn't be able just to go plant a kiss on one of his yeah. one of his soldiers, you know, and then like. There's just so many instances where I'm like, there, there is no sense of like military order no. in this place. And here's a question I have. What that would the, fit with like this world, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, what do the dragons need the people for? The dragons... She said it, I can't remember. There's something with, it's some of the signet powers. They can't manifest them without people. But why do they even, they're dragons. Couldn't they just go, just totally obliterate? The humans oh, that, that's my question else. with like the, the enemy doesn't have dragons. They have griffins. I'm, well, I'm like, that's what do they not do? a fair fight. No. So there's a lot that's unclear. That's like, we, we are going to have a, street, a, a parking lot fight. Who do you have? Well, this is Matthew. He took three uh, judo classes. Well, we have Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> and we have 15 Mike Tysons. <laughs> We have like, 15 Mike Tysons and they're all, they breathe fire. And I, and I stand on his shoulders. <laughs> and, and, and say, we can talk go tele- over here, go over here. I can do shadows. And we can talk telepathically. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. Yeah. The Griffins better be like. I, well, that's something we need to know. What the, what this book should have started off with is a scene from the border. A battle the, scene. A battle scene where like. Uh, Ooh. Which you get a battle scene, and we see Brennan die, but we don't know it. Yeah, we that don't know who he is. That would have been good. Yes, like, yeah. I mean, that would have been amazing. Either show yeah. us this rebellion that we're, we've been talking about. That why, And then uh, why bet, would I, you I, not I, just uh, totally obliterate the whole families that would do the ability? Why are they in the school? And why are they, like, giving lieutenants <laughs> yeah. and captains yeah, like, and beginning powers? And they clearly are running roughshod over every, the, the whole place. They're able to meet yeah. secretly. Which and, I will say, I love the secret meeting and they're taking care of the ones to help it, help them survive. I that's really that, good. I think that we're both in agreement that that's probably our favorite scene of the book so far. Yeah. The, uh, my favorite scene was anything with Taryn. Oh, okay. I actually had a laugh out loud 
moment when Taryn was like, I think he was like, I heard that. Oh, or something yeah. when she was like thinking, I was like, I really, I really enjoy anytime I see the little italics where he's talking. Yes. I'm like, this is gonna be good. But that also brings up a question for me is, are they just omniscient in her life now? Do they see everything yeah. she sees? Which makes me really nervous. And what are they later. doing all day? Where they, Are they just sitting around watching what she's doing? I don't know. Well, they don't, they hear in thoughts. Yeah. Like always privy to your thoughts. That's true. Yeah. Even her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it, like it's a it's a very close bond. It's it's Avatar it's a, level. It's a close bond. Yeah. Yes. Um, here's my main comment, and this is my hope, and this is like this isn't a criticism. This is like a hope for what I hope happens. Um, which may be a better way to do predictions from now on. Maybe we shouldn't try to predict what we think is going to happen, but what, what we, we hope, hope happens, happen, and what yeah. we want. I also think we should say, should say think too, because I think some of this is pretty telegraphed. You've got it. Yeah. You've got it pinned. Yeah. Um, we did say like we heard Taryn's dragon rider gets killed. Yes. Like we, we called that one. Yeah. We, you know, three points, Steph Curry uh-huh. buckets. Yeah. Uh, I hope Violet comes to want better things. Yeah. Cause anytime we see what she wants, she just wants to prove herself, which I'm like, she, she wants to, I got to prove to myself that I could do it. And yeah. that, that's her prime motivation. And I hope this is a story of seeing her come to want better things is like, I want peace. I want mm-hmm. to defend the defenseless. I want to save the weak kind of thing. You know, for her, the thing it keeps coming back to is like, Dane doesn't believe in me. He doesn't believe that I can do it, you yeah. know? And my mother doesn't believe I can do it. She thinks I'm going to die. Right. And that's, that's all, uh, that's all just like trying to prove myself to others type thing. Yeah. It's, it's about, it's about her. It's about her ego, which in fairness is a 20 year old. Like sure. when we are all 20, we're all just trying to prove people wrong. Yeah. But then when you get older, you start to realize like, why do I, it, it doesn't matter what other people think. Here's and not in the sense of like I'm going to do it out, but like yeah, actually loving other people and caring for other people yeah, um, is less about like how do I look doing it mm-hmm. and what do they think I can do it versus like I know this is the right thing to do yeah. and I'm going to do it because it's, it's like a morality thing. I, I so think I hope we see her like grow as a person and start to desire better yeah because i here's my opinion um the bad guys are the people who run their country i think Mm. i think what's going to happen is like she's going to end up siding with like zayden and his crew oh and they're gonna like because i think like if oh yeah okay objectively i mean looking at this whole we're gonna find out their country is very capitalist and we're gonna take them down yeah well they're they're their company or the company their country. See? See? Capitalism, They're a man. Company. They're not a country. They're a company. It's right. They're a corporation. It's right. Um, they seem, it seems like not all is well there. And like the people yeah. who run it, even her mother, like they all seem like they don't have the best intentions. Maybe the Griffin Rider people all right. are onto something. Yeah. Um, and maybe she's going to have to be like, oh, well, maybe I need to fight for uh, the freedom of this country because... Yeah, you know, uh, which I'm going to hate. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to hate that (laughs) because in in fantasy, I like good versus evil where the story is not about trying to figure out who's good and who's evil. I like, give it to me straight. Goodies are goodies, baddies are baddies. Yeah. Uh, Because to me, that's just much, you can do some much more interesting things. Yeah. Personally, maybe maybe that's my red wall bias. I grew up on red wall where red wall, it's like, it's very clear. Yeah. 
I like a little bit of gray. I mean, you know, Game of Thrones does that. Game of Thrones is completely gray, right? It's totally gray. There is no good. It's just power. There are no fully good characters. That's what I hate. And the fully good character ah. gets just totally, uh, everything bad happens to the fully good character. I won't give you any spoilers for that, but. um, I think I know. Yeah. If you've seen the show and watched their season one, you know. Um, One does not simply. Into mode. That's my Sean Bean. I was kind of <laughs> implying that I know what happens. Yeah. But. You are my brother. <laughs> my king. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's I, a, I would see the White City. That's. I really, I mean, I, I want something. That I, I want to get out of Basquiat. I want to go ahead and get to the larger world and see what's happening. Which is a criticism in and of itself. I think so. I don't Because care. in Harry Potter, I can't wait to get to Hogwarts. Oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, let's get out of uh, Four Privet Drive. Let's, yep. I don't want to be with the Dursleys anymore. Let's get through Diagon Alley. Let's yep. get to the freaking school because it's amazing. I want to be in the Gryffindor common room. Yeah. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Even though I'm a Hufflepuff. So I guess I want to be on the Hufflepuff. And a lot of like scary bad things happen at um, Hogwarts. And there's a whole (laughs) very racist group of people all in one house that are just bad people. But not all of them are. Right. Um, There's Severus Snape. Severus Snape. Potter. Potter. You got a new dragon voice there. Horace Slughorn. I love Horace Slughorn. Um, One of the best characters. You want to go there. It's like, I wouldn't want to go to Hogwarts, even though there's a basilisk sometimes. (laughs) There's literally something that if it looks in the eyes, it kills you. And it's been there for ages. And it's like, uh, you know, I want to go there. I think it's a wonderful place. Baskith, absolutely not. It seems like a terrible place. The library sounds great. Yeah, yeah, you have. I think it's a deaf girl is her friend. No, they can't talk. But did she? So okay, that was. Wait, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Maybe that was to this girl and the other people she talked to. So I think that she knows sign language. I misread that entirely. I thought, oh, the scribes can't talk. Yeah, I thought that too at first, but then she was talking to the other people. It wasn't super clear, but I'm pretty sure that her friend is deaf. And so she just knows sign language. She knows sign language. I guess because they grew up together. I don't know what her relationship with her Also, is. this world has sign language. It does. Have, it has a ASL. It also has turkey. That bothered the crap out of me. She's like, finish your turkey sandwich. I was like, <laughs> so there's dragons and... And there's just turkey. Usually in fantasy world, it's like all these fantasy beasts. And turkeys. And turkeys, yeah. <laughs> So... Oh, oh, you guys are here. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Turkeys made it. And then sheep and... Uh, there's just apparently like a... Okay, so let's do this real quick, too. There's hundreds of dragons, right? Yeah. How much freaking sheep does this country have? I don't know. There's got to be millions, right? It's got to be be New Zealand level of sheep. And where is the veil? How far is it from the War College? And how big is it? And like during that chapter, which was last the episode, when they were walking past. Is veiled. <laughs> <laughs> They're walking through and all these dragons are hanging out. Did it take you like five hours to walk through this uh, valley where all the dragons were hanging out? Like, yeah. Um, no, the dragons came out to that valley. I know, but still, like, there's the so f- many dragons. If they're all huge. Field. It's kind of why I, sometimes I picture these dragons as like how to train your dragon. Like they're yeah. not that big. I actually did the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not like smog. Like smog or like Drogon. Shall we begin? Another thing. Here's one other question. This is kind of my last question uh, is. And it's another thing where she's just world building on the fly. The mated yeah. pair. Yeah. Uh, we don't 
hear anything about the fact that that's a thing until she's like, oh, they're a mated pair. Well, of course, then it's that, just there to get Zayden. It's to create some. It is. It's to create some interesting dynamics with her and Zayden. But the thing is, like her and Zayden, like we know what's going to happen. Yeah, we do, and so we don't need this uh, convoluted thing. And like, and it's very unclear on if Zayden, if Violet dies, then also so does Zayden because reasons. I don't understand why they're like why they're bond and their dragons and everything else like why they would all die together if one of them died there's a story uh, about the 1939 film stagecoach uh, john ford yes have you seen that movie absolutely i watched it in a uh, film class in high school yeah. oh man you had a great film teacher if they showed you that there's a scene at the end this, I'm going to do is non-spoiler, but you know this is going to happen, where the stagecoach is like running across this plane being chased yeah. by Apaches. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole shootout. The stagecoach is running. And it takes like five minutes. And then they eventually get away because John Wayne is in the stagecoach. And, of course, they get away. Absolutely. Um, so what, like made John Wayne. This, this film. Oh, there's one shot in that movie that made John Wayne or it like zooms in on. Anyways, um, somebody asked John Ford afterwards, um, why didn't the Apaches just shoot the horses? And he said, without missing a beat, apparently said, because that would have been the end of the movie and walked away. So there are <laughs> things true. in this book where I'm like, well, why are the mated parrots? Like, you know, because that makes the book more interesting. It may, I, I may not like it, but I will say it like ups the drama with her and Zayden of like, oh, okay, now we got to be buddies. Um, now they're a team. Like literally he can hear her more dragon. than a team. Um, they're like <laughs> according to my wife in chapters she found later spoiler alert uh but let's be honest you knew oh yeah. Heard I mean, well, she, we had a whole disclaimer at the beginning uh i have a passage i want you to read okay. i'm not gonna call it a passage because that equates it with scripture uh i have a excerpt i want you to read okay um i want you to take it from as discreetly through uh mortal enemy alive here okay this, this uh it's just a vibe Ready for this. As discreetly as I can, I look to my right, past the other fourth wing tables into the dais where Zayden sits with his executive officer and the section leaders, including Garrick, whose shoulders look like they should take up at least two seats. It's Garrick who looks my way first, his forehead lining with, what is that? Worry. Then he looks away. The only reason he'd be remotely worried. He knows. He knows my fate is tethered to Zayden's. My gaze snaps to Zayden and my chest tightens. So freaking beautiful. (laughs) There are periods up to each of those words. Apparently my body doesn't care that he's as dangerous as they come in the quadrant because heat rushes through my veins, flushing my skin. He's using a dagger to peel an apple, removing the rind in one long curl, and the blade continues its path as his eyes lift, locking with mine. My whole head tingles. Gods! Gods! Is there any part of my body that doesn't physically react to the sight of him? He glances towards Imogen and back to me, and that's all it takes for me to know for certain. 
He's ordered her to help train me. Zayden Ryerson is now in the business of keeping his mortal enemy alive. I think that's a great place to end the podcast leading to next week. Zayden Ryerson is in the business of keeping his mortal enemy alive.